My first instinct was to shout her, to warn her, but something told me that to alarm her at that moment was the worst thing I could do. Instead, I climbed out of the window, closing it behind me so that Caspar couldn't follow me, and crept along the gully trying not to look down over the parapet and down into the street, eight storeys below. Elizabeth had almost reached the ridge above me, but by now the pigeon was hopping away from her along the ridge towards the chimney stack. I climbed up after her. Only when I was right below her did I venture to call out to her and then say, as softly as I could, Elizabeth, I said, it's me, it's Johnny. I'm right below you. You mustn't go any higher. You mustn't. She didn't look down at first. She just kept climbing. It's a pigeon, she told me. He's awful hurt. Looked like he's broke his leg or something. That was the moment she looked down. Only then did she realise just how high she was. All her fearlessness left her in an instant. She slipped at the once and clung there, frozen with terror. The ridge was only a short distance above her, but I could see that she wasn't going to be able to get up there on her own. Not now. And that was there was no possible way she could come down either. Stay right there, Elizabeth, I told her. Don't move. I'm coming up. All I could think of was that somehow I had to get her up on that ridge. We'd just sit there until we were seen and rescue came. But between me and her was a steep, tarred roof. Acres of tiles, it seemed, it with no foothold, nothing to hold on to. One slip, one loose tile, and I'd be slipping and sliding back down the roof, and probably over the parapet. It didn't bear thinking about, so I tried not to. That was why I talked to her all the way up as I climbed. I wasn't only trying to calm her fears, I was desperately trying to calm my own. Just hang on, Elizabeth. Look up at the pigeon. Whatever you do, don't look down. I'm coming. I'm right there. I promise. I climbed as fast as my shaking legs would allow. I went sideways across the tiles like a crab, zigzagging up the roof. It was longer, but I made it. Safer, less steep. I just fixed my mind on reaching that ridge and climbed. More than once, I dislodged a tile and sent it crashing down into the gully. Then at last I was up there and sitting astride the ridge. Now I was able to reach down, grasp Elizabeth by the wrist and haul her up. We sat there facing one another, safe for the moment, but both of us breathless with fear. The pigeon was quite oblivious to all that had been done to help him. He hopped one leg back down the roof, along the gully and then up on the parapet. Pecking away at the crumbs as he went, he flew off quite happily. Someone must have been watching all this drama unfold, because the fire brigade came soon enough. There were bells clanging in the street below, and firemen in shiny helmets began to peer all along the gully below, one of them talking to us all the way, telling us again and again not to move. The truth is that neither of us could have moved even if we wanted to. They ran ladders up to us and lifted us down. Elizabeth first, when at last I was carried in through the big window and at the end of our corridor I saw it was crowded with people. The hotel manager was there, Skullface, Mary, Luke, Mr Freddy, everyone. As I walked by them all began to clap me on the back. It was only then that I really understood what I'd done. 
the manager pumped by my hand and told me I was a proper little hero. But Skullface wasn't clapping. She wasn't smiling either. She knew something wasn't quite as it should be, but I could tell she didn't know what it was. I smiled at her, though, defiantly, triumphantly. I think I enjoyed that moment more than all the back-slapping and handshaking, although that was fun too. They laid on a celebratory supper for me down in the kitchens that night and sat me at the head of the table. They sang, for he's a jolly good fellow, over and over again. We had quite a night of it. After a while, the manager came to fetch me away. He was taking me up to the Stanton's rooms. He told me because the family wanted to thank me personally. When I was ushered in, I found the three of them lined up in the sitting room to greet me, Elizabeth in her dressing gown. It was all very formal and proper. I stood before them, trying all I could not to catch Elizabeth's eye. I knew that just one look between us could give everything away. Young man, Mr Stanton began. Mrs Stanton and I, but most of all Elizabeth, of course, owe you a very great debt of gratitude. Suddenly I saw I could not have been more surprised, but there were tears in his eyes, and his voice broke. I had never imagined that men such as this could ever cry. Elizabeth is our only child, he went on, in his voice, charged with emotion. She is very precious to us, and today you saved her life. We shall not forget this. He stepped forward, shook my hand, and presented me with a large white envelope. No money could ever be enough, of course, young man, but this is just a token of our deep appreciation for what you did for your extraordinary courage. I took the envelope from him and opened it. In it were five ten-pound notes. I had never in my life seen so much money. Before I could say thank you, or indeed say anything at all, Elizabeth was standing there in front of me, holding out a large piece of paper, I was looking down at a picture of Caspar. I drew it for you, she said. She was speaking to me as if she hardly knew as if we hardly knew one another. She was an amazing actress. I like drawing pictures. It's a cat. I hope you like it. I did it for you because I especially like black cats. And on the other side you can see. She turned the paper over for me. On the other side I've done a picture of the ship we're sailing home on next week. It's got four big tunnels and Papa says it's the biggest, fastest ship in the whole wide world. It's true, isn't it, Papa? She's called the Titanic, Mrs. Stanton asked, added. It'll be her maiden voyage, you know. Isn't she the most magnificent ship you ever saw?